Hey, Ty Brady here with Brady Insurance Marketing in the Ty Brady Way, one of the nation's largest field marketing organizations that helps independent agents achieve a six and seven figure income with the systems and strategies that I'm going to talk about with you today. Welcome back to another episode of the Ty Brady Way. And today I'm excited to be here with Jeremy Lilmquist. And, you know, you, we've known each other for a while and you had a career, um, I believe, as a, a manager with an insurance company. And then you decided to go out and on your own. But what a lot of the audience that we talk to are entrepreneurs or, or people that are independent business owners. And they like to hear stories of, you know, kind of where people came from and where they're going. So tell us a little bit about you and yeah. and what you you're doing now and why you're in the industry. So yeah, I mean I've, I've been you know I've been doing this you know in the industry by thirty years actually started right before I got married in nineteen I hate to date myself ninety two. <laughs> so the, the you know no one ever says they want to grow up and be in the insurance industry. What right. what I mean what, how did you yeah. get? Into insurance, I you know I fell into it. I had a cousin that was a wow. regional director for Colonial Life and Accident out of South Carolina. Okay, and um, he uh, we were at a family meeting or family party one day. I mean, family party one day. Yeah, and he goes, "Hey, I think I got something for you or something you had to look at." It was right before I got married, and I wasn't doing anything in particular. And I'm like, "Yeah, sure." And so went and got licensed and kind yeah. of fell into it. Spent 18 years with Colonial Life and Accident as wow. a, an account executive opening groups on the ancillary benefit side, working with health insurance brokers, um, CFOs, CEOs of companies, things like that. And uh, yeah, did that for 18 years and then kind of opened my eyes to somebody, a friend of mine actually opened my eyes to Medicare uh-huh. and I was going to leave a, a big national, well, actually a regional uh, insurance company here in Utah. Wow. And uh, said, hey, uh, I'm going to start a Medicare agency. Yeah. You had to come look at Medicare again. So I went to look at Medicare. And anyway, long story short, spent four years there before meeting you. Yeah. And I got introduced to Kellogg Insurance Marketing. Yeah. Uh, which I always say, I wish I did that about 10 years prior. I think everybody does once they've been doing it for 10 years, <laughs> yeah. right? They're always like, shoulda, woulda, coulda. Yeah. And I have been in the Medicare industry ever since. So 13, 13 years in the Medicare industry now and, and nine with you. Didn't you spend a short stint? You owned a couple of businesses or you're a partner in a business, a retail business or something? Yeah. I remember you telling me that story. Yeah, yeah. So many years ago in the late 80s, I yeah. had, a, had a t-shirt shop in a, in a big mall here. So here's a and, load of question. Uh, How does that compare to what you do now? <laughs> yeah. Be- retail, retail. Between being broke and oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. having money. <laughs> yeah. Wow, so, all right. That's, yeah, 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 yeah. No. Uh, yeah, hours, seven days a week, uh, okay. 12, 14 hours a day with little to no money when you own the, your own retail biz and uh, versus now where, you know, I've spent some years building up a residual income in the Medicare business, which is phenomenal because the uh, persistency and sticks like um, it's unbelievable in it. In worksite marketing, year over year persistency was less than 50% of the business would stay on after the first year. Oh, wow. And so you're compl- always churning that business. Mm-hmm. Um, in Medicare, you know, you're, I'm probably 98% persistency year over oh. year. The business just sticks, it stays. You know, people leave when they unfortunately die uh, or yeah. move away. But um, so, yeah, and, and then the hours. I mean, you talk about the hours. I mean, the retail business, of course, you know, you're, 
it, it's nights and days and weekends and in this business um, now it's some days are a couple hours some days are eight hours depends on the time of the year what um, would you what would you say the hardest part of your industry is this industry yeah ah it's it's probably staying motivated. <laughs> yeah, wow. It, it, for me anyway, because it's, uh, you get it, the, the businesses that provide such a great opportunity to, to really build something that you, you build up to the, the income that you're comfortable with. Yeah. And then it's like, hey, you know, all my bills are paid and I've got money and I'm doing vacations and I've got all the time that I, that I, uh, that I want to go do the things I want. And it's like, but I still need to work. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so staying motivated sometimes can be like, you know, when you know the when you know the renewal checks coming in every single month, and you're going, yeah, I don't have to do anything, and yeah. uh, just keeping it going. Keeping you know, I remember, uh, you know, and it, we're always recruiting and training, and you know, the Ron used to say, the day you stop recruiting is the day your agency starts going backwards. If you decide to go down an agency road and, and that model. And motivation is tough at times. I remember Ron used to always say is you, you'll never push somebody out of their comfort zone. He's like, you, you never will. He's like, they have to want it. And you know, it's for whatever reason. And, or I've had some people say, well, go buy a new car, go buy a new house, go get in debt, you know, go give yourself a reason to go to work. Right. Yeah. You know, or that bank account starts dwindling you or you're, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And that's true. I, I, Back when I first started in the insurance business, my, this cousin had got me in. He said, "You know, uh, go go uh, go buy a car, go do this, go do this. All you have to—it's only one more cancer policy. It's only yeah. one more disability policy that you have to sell to meet that goal." And and so, you know, I kind of look at it that way. This year, of course, you know, going in, you know, being in a little bit of a management role, yeah, um, <clears throat> with your organization, and then I have some different goals this year, and so now it's it's time to kind of you know, bring it up again and start growing more and, and kicking it, you know. That'll help your motivation. Kicking it in, right? right? When you so, start serving the people. <clears throat> yeah, it's just, there's some opportunities there where, I, where I'm like, yeah, that's, I can see the, the value in recruiting and helping other people grow their business. And so now I'm going to, you know, put a little more emphasis uh, definitely in that arena. Yeah. But to, to Ron Kellogg's point, your point with Ron Kellogg is, you know, I had to bring myself to that. I mean, I can look all the way around me and see what you're doing and what some of the other managers doing and some of the other successes with people that are having more success in half the time that I did. Yeah. And I'm going, but I had to have my own reason to, to really want to do it for myself. So, you know, when you say motivation, I always tell people it's just putting one foot in front of the other until you yeah. start running and then you start, you know, sprinting and then you're able to execute. And sometimes that first step is the hardest when it comes to that motivation. You're like, okay, I... You know, you're like, I got to step. I got to do this. What? I mean, this is completely new to me. I mean, you may be scared or you got this fear or all the saying I'm not worthy or I can't do that. I mean, all those things that come in your mind, it's like, no, just one foot in front of the other. That momentum starts going and then you're running on that, that track. Any funny stories you'd like to share in your experience these last 30 years in insurance? Oh, there's a lot. I don't know if I could share them on the, you, on the podcast. You just share, share one that's, you know, you know. Oh, gosh. Keep it clean, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can keep it clean. Uh, you know, interesting. And just all walks of life and different people. I mean, uh, you know, from from in, from worksite marketing, running into people that when you're talking about life insurance and, and um, 
I had a, had this guy that we were sitting down at a at a dealership, and, and this was some years ago. It's not in the Medicare yeah. business, but um, we were talking life insurance, you know. And it's maybe not really too funny, but it's interesting people's perspective on insurance. Yeah. And so we were talking. He had five kids, mm-hmm. and we were saying, "Man, well, what are you doing for life insurance?" And he says, um, "You know, he goes, I don't have life insurance." And I said, "Well, why?" Yeah. And I said, "You have five children." You know, what happens if something happens to you? And he was just like, I don't care. That's their problem. Wow. And I was blowing me away. And I'm yeah. like, he goes, I have the best insurance money can buy. And I said, what's that? He says, I have God's insurance. Oh. And I said, no, I, I think, I think you're mis, I think you're a little confused and misdirected. I think, I think it, God's assurance, not insurance. Yeah, good point. <laughs> and I said, you know. I said, there's God's assurance that you may have life after death, but insurance is making sure that your family has a life after your death. Yes. And so that was the comment I made to him. And, and that, of course, didn't go very well. But uh, <laughs> so but that was a funny time. It's amazing to me um, when you think as an agent, you know, you, you have a product or a service that, you know, you, you know that everybody can need, that needs oh. or wants, but people's own reason for, for not, you know, buying something or enrolling in something it's their own reason same with medicare though that's why we have so many different plans and options and you know ways to help that senior community um one of the things that blows my mind is people will insure that phone that's in their pocket you know for i mean i don't don't insure my phone but i mean i think it was 40 or 50 dollars they wanted a month for to insure your phone and that's the same cost as life insurance for most people yeah. that, you know, life insurance is for the living, not the dead. Yeah. And it's to be there. I mean, I just did another policy on my wife um, for two, almost two million because to try and replace her. Oh. I mean, she's the, the CFO. She's the taxi driver. She's the, you know, doctor. I mean, you name it. She does all those things. She'd be hard to replace. Oh, and I think people undervaluate what it takes to, to run a household. Mm-hmm. The last thing here, Jeremy, maybe two questions, but, sure. but uh, where do you see taking this in the next five years? Yeah, in this, in this market, I mean, when you, when you have a market, you know, we look at the um, Medicare space, uh, you know, we have 10,000 a day turning 65 for the next, what, 15 years, 17 12, years? Actually, 12,000 now. Yeah. 12,000. Yeah. The market's huge. For me personally, um, you know, I've continued to develop my referral partnerships with uh-huh. different people and the professionals in the in the industry, not in the, uh, my industry, but in outside industries that refer to me. So continue to grow those and nurture those and grow my personal book, but also in the next five years, growing my um, agent base, the ones yeah. that, eight people that I recruit, that I bring in, that I train, that I help them grow their business. And so the next five years, um, you know, I really, I see that growing substantially, yeah. um, putting in a lot of different efforts and, and doing some different things. But uh, I don't, I see just a continued upward trajectory yeah. in this business. Uh, I think, you know, a lot of people say that the, you know, it's really crowded, right? The Medicare space is crowded. There's a lot of agents getting into it. There's, it, it doesn't seem to matter. No. I mean, there is so much out there. I mean, even even in Utah, where it's similar, a similar or a kind of a smaller market, yes, um, per se. But it is just amazes me how many um, opportunities still just continue to come up, you know, from referrals and just 
you know, everywhere you turn, somebody turning 65, it blows my mind. You so, know, we talk a lot about on the show, 340 clients and you're making $102,000 a year guaranteed. And it's like, how fast can you get there? And it's just, it's, to me, it's accelerating because agents are hard to find. I mean, if you, that's the you biggest and, problem. and they're hard to find, but once you start getting those niches or those referral partners that you have, they feed you. Yeah. I mean, we, we talk on the show yeah. about dental offices and doctor's offices and CPAs yeah. and all those yeah. things, but any last thoughts you'd like to share with our audience? Yeah. I, you know, if you're, <clears throat> I think if you're, if you're in the industry already, it's, it can be a much easier transition, I feel, because you kind of have that concept and familiarity with the insurance industry. Uh, I would say, you know, if you're looking to break into Medicare, I mean, don't don't wait, you know, get in. Yeah, there's a lot of compliance versus other parts of the industry. There's other things that you have to contend with that, uh, you know, that can be a bit frustrating at times. Um, but you get used to having to do what you had to have yeah. to do, you know, it's like with anything and, and don't wait because, um, I, I think the sooner you get in, the, the, the more opportunities you're going to have to capture, um, that part of the business. If you're a property casualty agent, if you're, if you're a group, a group broker, if you're a financial advisor, CPA, whatever, there's room to add Medicare to your practice. Yes. And, and I almost think if you're not, you're just, you're just missing a huge opportunity with helping that senior market. I know that like with your, your group people and the financial people, I think it helps them solidify. If they're not willing to get contracted and go down that road, yeah. that it solidifies at least their relationship as a financial planner saying, hey, I have a right. guy. I have an, a guy that does this for a living. He'll help you. I know other agents that have partnered with financial planners it's helped them close the deal on the back end. And, right. and they're like, and a lot of what's interesting, financial planners are like, well, it's just not worth it. And I'm like, wow, you're missing the boat. And because yeah. those little, those little things add up and add up. And yeah, you may go and write a big deal and get a big commission check. But at the end of the day, yeah. it's that renewal base is, I mean, they got to go find their next deal. Yeah. Medicare is definitely the long game. So if you're, yeah. if you're in it, into it for big money up front, uh, it's, it's really not going to satisfy that. It, it is the long game. But the long game is stable. Yes. And, uh, and I would say, like I said, even if you're not in the industry, if you're looking to switch careers and you're and you maybe you have a sales background, maybe you don't. I mean, there's been successful people that have had no Stay sales. Stay-at-home moms. They yeah, didn't, didn't they, make $1,200 in, in a year. Yeah, they come in and learn this business and, and they blow it out of the water. And I think, you know, there's if you just got to see it, right? And and I would, I would say to anybody out there, you know, if you're not in the industry, if you're in the industry, Look at the Medicare space. Um, you know, talk to Ty. You know, talk to Jeremy. Uh, talk to, what? Yeah, <laughs> yeah I don't know. I'll, I'll, I'll give you a lowdown. No, you've had a lot of momentum. You've had a lot of great people coming yeah. on board this yeah. year, and I'm excited to see where it goes in the next five years. Yeah, me too. I'm, you know, I, I, as I said, I, uh, I'm, I'm here for life. So yeah. Well, yeah, <laughs> I'm you, a lifer. You can do what you want when you want, and you know, have all that that yeah. freedom. Yeah, absolutely. Any, any last thoughts, and we'll wrap this up, my friend. No, I just wanted to say, um, you know, uh, thanks for the opportunity. You know, uh, nine years ago, we met at United Healthcare's mm -hmm. uh, meeting and uh, showed me the uh, the Kellogg uh, way uh, because uh, it really it really changed my views uh, of the end of the market, right? Yeah. And the industry and the opportunity is when I come over and met you and came over and talked to Ron Kellogg, and uh, and I've. 
I have been very happy ever since and and plan to never go anywhere else because it's just the support and everything else that they've always been, you know, there yeah. for for me and then of course the other agents that are involved. So now just a big thank you to you and, and the organization and everything else for, you know, constantly providing the opportunities and the trainings and, and all the things that you do. So. You know, there are plenty of places that will give you a contract, the same yeah. contract that, that I offer a lot of folks. But if you want the actual mentorship, you want the systems and yeah. strategies, you want, you know, someone to cry on when you're having a freaking day, you know, that, you know, it happens. Oh, yeah. I remember talking yeah. to some agents, you know, it's like, it's raining. I don't want to go knock on this last, you know, call. And they yeah. did it and ended up turning, it was an agency. They got 15 agents out of the deal. And, and it was right before that, he was like, I'm getting my butt kicked. I'm in the, you know, all those things. Yeah. As always, that Jeremy, thank you for being here and being Appreciate on the show. And as always, share, like, and subscribe, and we'll catch you on the next one. Thank you. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Type Radio Way. As always, share, like, and subscribe. Um, go to Instagram at ty.r.brady. And as always, love hearing from you. And let me know what you want to learn on the show or what you'd like me to bring up on the show. Thanks. You can find the Ty Brady Way on Instagram as well as Facebook. To stay connected with giveaways and Ty himself, go ahead and follow at ty.r.brady on Instagram as well as Facebook. This podcast was recorded, edited, and produced by Whitney Face Media Marketing. The theme music is an excerpt from Hot Chicken of the Woods by Isaac Joel.